Wait yes. a minute. Wait a minute. Hold on. Wait a minute. You mean the British monarchy <laughs> are kind of bigoted about black people? <laughs> I what? I know. Are you what? Are you crazy? Who who would have thunk that? Another that was... one. Wait a minute. I just read this huge major expose about white rich people bogarting the vaccine. What? You what? mean rich white people are going to try to get the vaccine instead of poor communities? You mean rich white people are kind of shitty and self-interested? What? What the fuck? When did Why that happen? There, what, wh- how could that not be the biggest news of the day? It's like, you know, I was, come it was on. funny because I was watching... Trump the- lied? What? I'm Don Hall. And I'm David Himmel. And this is the Literate Apecast. Be advised, these apes are not emotional support animals, and they fling verbal poo. Listen with caution. So it was Harry's birthday the other day, Saturday. Saturday was Harry's birthday, his birthday party. His birthday party. Yeah, yeah, technically his birthday is, uh, is March 16th. Um... So yeah, but but we had, had bir- his, we had the birthday party on Saturday, and uh, the party, right? Big scare quote, air quote things happening here. Well, tell me, yeah, what, 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 this is his second birthday. This is his third birthday. He's third? three. Yeah, he's all right. He's three years old. I'll say. So tell me about what what was the party? What was well, you know? Granted, we're still in pandemic, so you probably couldn't yeah. have a whole lot of kids over, right? Well, it's interesting because last year when he turned two. We had a party planned, and everybody was going to come over, and I remember that Katie called me, I was at work, and she's like, I think we should cancel Harry's party. Like, this COVID thing, and I'm like, uh, yeah, I mean, and we had like, it wasn't even like, a, well, duh, we're going to cancel. Like, we were like, really? Well, that's because that was the beginning. I mean, we didn't know. It was very like, beginning, we yeah. We didn't shut the, I think we shut the casino down then when that was officially, I think that was March 15th, so I mean... Yeah. That was when things were starting to ramp up. I was uh, I was thinking about this the other day. It's like you know what it takes you, what it takes for people to change their minds about things because that mm-hmm. seems to be something we're kind of running into society where it's it's really hard to get people to change their minds. Well, you're not and, allowed to because then you're a flip flopper or well, you know thing, were you lying before is, or are you lying now? And, when the thing about it is, my perspective is the worst. It seems like the worst thing you can say is I was wrong about something. Well, I'm I'm really not that weird, but I remember yeah like March 10th of last year. I remember making jokes about COVID mm-hmm. to my guests in the casino floor and saying, oh, come on, it's just like the flu. And, you know, I'm just going to lick stuff. And if we have to wear these masks, and, you know, and I was making jokes about it. And then we shut everything down. And then I started, you know, then all of a sudden they started to get some like serious data and the scientists were starting yeah. to really see the picture. And they started putting, I started doing yeah. some reading. About two weeks later, I completely changed my mind. And one guy, I was Because like, you're talking, a hypocrite. Well, one guy was yeah. like, you know, I was like, no, no, this is more serious than you think. He goes, oh, yeah, what the fuck? Last week you were just saying it was the flu. And I, and I just looked at him. And I didn't get mad. I just went, oh, well, I was wrong. Oh, what and, the fuck? And, and, and exactly. And to say that I was wrong was just like, well, then you're wrong about everything. If you, if yeah. you admit you're wrong about anything, well, then apparently you are just perpetually... Chinking your armor, man. Yeah. Fucking wrong about everything. Yeah. I don't give a shit. Maybe I'm. Maybe it's just because I'm 55, but I don't... Okay, oh, okay I've... 
I've been wrong about a lot of shit. It's like, you know, I, I do know that you can't get people to change minds by telling them to. That it no. really is experiential. People have to experience it, and yet they have to, to feel free and, and able to change their minds. And uh, then they have to do it on their own. Well, So anyway. Yeah, yeah. So, so Katie and I, we had this conversation, and we're like, you know, it's, it's, it's all old people, basically. It's grandparents that are coming over. You know, like, we don't have any kids coming. This is a dangerous thing because this is a disease. This is a virus that affects old people in March 2020, right? Like, that was yeah. the reality we were living in. And so we called it off. But um, our friends Tommy and Brian Beardmore were in the city, and they were on their way out to Indianapolis. Tommy was visiting from New York. Brian was getting ready to move back to, uh, or not Indianapolis, excuse me, Lafayette. And didn't AJ come? Uh, AJ, AJ was there for the first, at the first year. But not for the second. Okay. I mean, nobody came for the second except Tommy and Brian because, like, we never see Tommy anymore. Brian was leaving town, and it's like, eh, fuck it, all right. Which was perfect. Like, we ordered Peace Pizza, and, like, we had the cake, and Harry loves Tommy and Brian, and we had somebody there to take pictures for us. Like, it was was a really, like, really good birthday party. It was fun. Considering. And we did a Zoom thing, you know, like, he talked to people on Zoom. So, anyway, fast forward a year, and the kid's turning three, and let me just say that three feels like, like, he's no longer a baby anymore. You know? Like, he's like a an adult. So no, he's going to no. be getting a job this summer. We're going to put yeah, him I'm on. Yeah, going to say, it's like, yeah. no, it's like no. he's, a func- he's like a functioning chimp well, that can actually damage shit for real. Rather well, here's than what like he did today. Two, you can't really break stuff, but once you're three, you can actually, you've got motor skills and can like maybe stick your finger in a light socket. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, he, he had this moment and it, <laughs> it, I had like a, a, it broke me as a dad. Like I wept like there goes once, like one stage is Cats over in now. the cradle and the silver spoon. So he he has been he knows his his full name is Harrison Scott Himmel, but he's been saying it Harrison Sock Himmel. Which is just it's funny, it's cute, whatever baby yeah. talk, right? So today he said Harrison Scott Himmel, clear as fucking and it just like it broke my heart. <laughs> I was like, well, he can talk now. He won't be made fun of at the office for not knowing how to say the word Scott, you know? He'll be made fun of but far more for, for damaging things. things. Plenty of other yeah. things, yeah. Um, oh, but yeah. anyway, so fast forward. Here we are. It's a year. And we just... The, the birthday party was just me, Katie, and Harry. And we had a little Zoom thing for family. I love the, the Hulk cake. That was Katie fun. made a that Hulk cake. Really yeah, nice. so the that theme, was very cool. The theme was Hulk um, and slash Spider-Man. And like she got uh, green like streamers for his door. I, I saw that from picture. From the burst yeah. through. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he came out, he walked through them this morning, he was like, what? And then he saw the Hulk cake with this gigantic, like, 12-inch yeah, <laughs> hard, serious. hard plastic. And we just had, the reason I was late to the podcast is because we had to have a discussion with him about why he can't beat the fucking shit out of everything <laughs> <laughs> with his Hulk toy. Which is a really hard conversation to have because his response is, Hulk smash. Yeah. That's a good response. Yeah, yeah, you're That's right. That's the right response. Can Hulk smash just a little gentler? Tell him he you can't know. he can't smash with Hulk until he can say Bruce Banner's full name with the middle names correctly correctly spoken. And That's then, fair. you know, because I don't think Bruce Banner has a middle name. I think it's Bruce David Banner. Oh, and I, I guess and maybe. I honestly th- or no maybe I think, I think it's David Bruce Banner because they 
Maybe, I think there's I don't know. something in there because in the TV show he was the TV he wasn't show Bruce, they he was David Banner. He was David Banner in the TV show. That's right. But I think that that I swear to God I will have to check this out. We'll put it in show notes. But I swear to God sure, I read sure. that like David Bruce Banner is like, all right. So don't I tell swear him to God that. I read that. Don't yeah. tell him that. But tell him when he yeah. knows when he knows the Hulk's full name, then he can yeah. smash with the plastic. That's thing. fair. You know, and then that gives him a task. Yeah. One yeah. that he probably, I mean, he's not going to be able to do until he can read, at least. Yeah. You we know. got we got time. We got time. Yeah, you get some time on that one. But so it was, here's it, a was question. A, it was a good little birthday. Yeah. We, the one thing we did, we were going to get a cameo, a, a Spider-Man cameo, to film oh, okay. a, you know, hey, Harry, it's me, Spider-Man, and hope you're having a great uh, third birthday, and whatever. But we put in the request, and like, last night, so or Friday night, um... Like late, it was like Spider Man can't do your request is um, denied, denied or whatever. Like he yeah. just he blew us off. So I'm in this scramble to like find something, somebody who's got a, a Spider Man costume lying around. Dude, all you had to do is call me. Well, here's what I almost did. I almost called you and it was like, how much green makeup can you get your hands on right now, and can you be Hulk? Yeah, That's what I was going to no ask problem. you to do. You know but, you've got you've got filters. You, there there are zoom filters where you can put on cartoon faces. Yeah, but that wasn't the that wasn't gonna work. Yeah, I mean, Harry's it's not, not an idiot. Yeah, Harry, he is. He's three. He's a fucking he, moron. Dude, he watches enough TV and cartoons. Look at him watching the door open. He's a fucking moron. I hear well, him screaming in the background. You know? I, know, I mean, he's screaming in the background. This so kid watches enough a, cartoons. And he's TV either that he a knows. woke. He's in the background. He's either a woke woman that just discovered that Mar- that Robert Downey Jr. was in blackface in Tropic Thunder, or he's a three-year-old. So, yeah, they they're kind of the same. Yeah, but anyway, we found. I did find um, through my friend Katie Cap. Um, she's got, she's an actor. She called. I was like, "Do you know anybody with a, with a Spider-Man costume?" She goes, "You know what? I might." Like an hour later, she calls me. She goes, "So I've got this friend." Uh, Thomas Russell and I just ran into his girlfriend in the parking lot. Jesus. She's on the phone with him right now. He's digging it out of a storage unit. There you go. That's. <laughs> and so he he put it on. It was the Miles Morales one. He like sent me a text like, "It's the Miles yeah. Morales. Is that okay?" I go, "Yeah, dude. He loves Miles. He loves Peter. Doesn't matter. He's just a Spider-Man fan. Love loves the work of the webhead. Big fan yeah. of the webhead." So, this guy Thomas, I, I mean, he fucking nailed it. Like. He jumped into frame, and he was like, I, "It was, it was really great." And Harry was that, kind of like not paying attention to the Zoom meeting because he's three. But then when I put up the Spider-Man video, it was just, Whoa! "Oh and yeah!" And he just, it was great. Yeah. So the house is a mess. The cake was delicious. We ordered peace pizza again. Yeah. And our big hope is that this is the other bookend to the pandemic. It began with Harry's birthday. Well, you know, it will end. Okay. And that's really for you. Cause one of the things yeah. I was thinking about when I, when, you know, and I saw that his birthday was coming up and we talked about the recording and all this stuff. And I, and I, and I was, you know, and I, and I suddenly realized, and I, this is a flaw. I discovered a massive uh, flaw in my personality at what a <laughs> fucking prima donna piece of shit I am. Okay, go because, on. Because, you know, my wife, you know, I make such a big deal about my birthday being about me and how all my birthdays are about, you know, it's like, and when I really thought about it, I realized I I can't remember. I've had 55 birthdays. Yeah. I don't think I can. I don't think I can actually remember five of them. Like for like, oh, oh really? This is the, where I mean. I'm I'm sure if I tried, I could probably. I didn't like write it down, but I, I the the first like birthday birthday that I I like I totally remember this birthday, 
And my mom threw a birthday party for me every fucking year. There are pictures, yeah, right? Yeah, sure, sure. But the only one I, like, like the, the first one that, like, oh, this was my birthday was I, I was, like, 13. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't remember my 10th birthday or my 9th birthday. I, rem- I don't remember. Th- I, re- I remember, like, my 9th birthday that I got a Stretch Armstrong and a Stretch Monster, but I don't remember mm-hmm. the birthday party. I don't remember what the party mm-hmm. was. Okay. Um, I remember my 13th birthday because uh, we were snowed in, and my sister was with, uh, I think she was with my aunt. So it literally was just my mom and I snowed in by ourselves mm-hmm. and she couldn't go out it, i mean we were so snowed in that you couldn't travel right yeah so she just kind of improvised a cake and improvised a party and it was just the two of us and there were yeah. no prizes because she didn't have time to get me you know I mean, it's like it was all this kind of shit but that was like she didn't have really, amazon yeah just, but that was like, to me like it, why didn't she have time to get prizes orders oh right this was 1972 yeah. or whatever yeah, yeah. exactly well yeah. that was more like 1982 but whatever, okay, um, whatever. You know, it, i'm not that fucking old but the point was it's like that was a really <laughs> cool birthday i love that birthday and so you know it's like it's what a what a what a dickhead i am that i actually yeah. can't i cannot remember most of my birthday parties like significantly i mean there was a period in college where i i, I justified in not remembering them because you know i was a blackout well, drunk well the, pur- so. the purpose was to not remember them yeah yeah but yeah. but you know it's like it's like oh okay and i went wow what an asshole to 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 kind of you know my wife feels a little you know panic whatever it's my birthday because she wants to make sure it's yeah. a great birthday and i don't even fucking like, fuck remember it. Not gonna remember it anyway what yeah. an asshole i am so i but what i was well what's the first birthday you yeah. remember what's the first I, like it's, go back in time well i know that i remember my 10th birthday i, I, I think it's 10 again but, it's like i think it's but 10, i but yeah, may okay. be no you know i'm just gonna do it i'm gonna bet my life that it is when i turn 10 because i, I remember jordan esserman Telling me this, Jordan Esmond was a little bit older than us, bigger kid. He's the one that dropped me out of my clubhouse when I and broke my arm and right before second grade, like two weeks before second grade. Anyhow, what a cunt! Yeah, um, but no, he said to me, he was like, he said, you know, this is you're never going to be a single digit age again, which was like, and that has stuck with me. And see, and the thing is, that's what's so funny about it. It's like that has absolutely nothing to do with your birthday party itself well, and well, what I'm your getting parents to that part. did and all that stuff. But the fact makes it significant. Yeah. Well, a, because it big... was at the party. I mean, it was at the birthday party. But I think that the reason I remember this birthday party was because that's how it began. Jordan coming into my house and like handing me a present, you know, and saying, happy birthday, man, or whatever. You're never going to be a single digit age again. And I just went into this like. Existential physical yeah. like what? Oh my god, that's so true. I'm gonna die in double digits, maybe triple, probably not. I don't know, but I'm never gonna be. What? <laughs> you know, like it was just it was heavy. That was some heavy shit for a ten year old to drop on a freshly minted, a freshly anointed, you know? yeah, freshly anointed well, uh, double digiter. But that party was in our basement, and I believe it was raining outside because my birthday's at the end of May, so we usually have good weather. Um, but I remember having egg races. Uh, you know, the egg on the spoon? Yeah, yeah. Um, I remember doing that, and my cousin Beth, who's two years older than all of us, just beating the, f- just kicking everybody's ass because she was like, you know, eight inches she taller. Was, she and was two, two years, years older, older and, and, and a girl. So yeah. she, she, she far more, she's like 12 years advanced from you guys at that point. But that's, I remember my 10th birthday and having the egg on the spoon races and, uh, and Jordan Esserman dropping this gigantically. 
this heavy philosophical, <laughs> uh, yeah. I think I, I remember turning 19. That was a bowling, wait a minute, I just remembered another bowling party. <gasps> I think I was turning 11. Or maybe it was nine. Shit. But I remember See, the birthday. But, God so this, damn it, though. So, yeah, this so is then, hard. So it, it's, it's like suddenly, and that's the thing I thought was so yeah. funny about it. Because, you know, it's, it's it's like, it's it, and that was, it was not the intent of like saying, hey, you know, all the shit you did for Harry, right. he's never going to fucking remember it. But that really wasn't the point. But it was no. just sort of like, that's well, like crazy. You said, you have, you have pictures, you know, of, yeah. your, of oh, parties. Yeah. We have, I have family, I, I, have, I have my fifth birthday on film, I have all my brother. You know, like yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll have Harry's on film. So you know, that's that's why we do this stuff. Yeah, but yeah, like people to recall it. Like I can rem- I can remember this bowling party it was bowling and pizza in Glenwood, but now I'm not sure if it was at nine, nine years old or, or 11. eleven. Yeah, I remember my. I I mean, obviously, I remember my fiftieth birthday because that was Dana. Dana really went out of her way, and it was a yeah. new silent, and it was a whole bunch of fucking people. That was a lot of fun. That was mm-hmm. like. You know, and 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 what I've kind of realized now at a fifty-five is like, yeah, that's the last great birthday I'm gonna have, and I'm okay with that. You know what I mean? It's like the rest of the birthdays. I, so. I mean, in terms of like, hey, let's have a whole bunch of people together and let's do this big thing and all. It's like that was so good, and was so almost perfect and almost. I mean, there was a pinata with penis candy in it. I mean, there's yeah. just not, there's not, you know, I ha- I got to come home with three <laughs> bottles of, of, uh, of, of, like sour beer that was just made for me that, you know, it was like, you know, it was like, all right, it's, there's not much that I'm going to find in my life. That's going to be probably top that in terms of birthday. So I'm not going to worry too much about it anymore. You know, it's like, well, it's I not mean, like I'm not going to have, have like fun. Your, you still have your 60th birthday and your 70th. I mean, these like these big milestone birthdays and we can, yeah, but I'm, I'm increasingly more myth and misanthropic than I was. And the more I'm missing to the less people, who the fuck's going to come. And I don't care. No, well, that's the thing is that you don't invite people. You and Dana, maybe well, like we couldn't get Katie to go on this, but shit, maybe the three of us, you, me and Dana. How about that? Yeah. We, <laughs> Because Katie's not going to celebrate anything has anything to do with me. Well, so no, it's, go. it's because of what I'm going to say. We go on a oh. cruise, and she won't step foot on a fucking cruise boat because they're disgusting. And we well, all, they are disgusting. And we yeah. all get the norovirus together, and Ooh. we just end up shitting on each other all week, and going on like excursions that. in the Caribbean with poop in our on our faces and in our eyeballs. And I think we should go. If it's, if it's my 60th birthday, we should go to the <laughs> Amazon. And as we as we traverse the Amazon, I'll drink some of the water and get dysentery and then die. You know, and then that's yeah. the birthday. That's cool. That's a good way to go. Yeah, if you're it feels go. very Teddy Roosevelt. It's got it. Yeah, it's got a total <laughs> Theodore Roosevelt. I've, 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 I've gone on every adventure I could go I've on. I've done everything. Now I'm going to shit my brains to death. The last <laughs> remaining adventure is death. Take me to Venezuela. I will eat their dirt and drink their water. <laughs> Bully. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That, I like that. That works. That works. Yeah. But you know, it's just like I, I why was is that about... though? Like birthdays, because especially as a kid, when it's like a big deal, because you have your party with your friends, you have yeah, like yeah, donuts yeah, at this... school and all this other shit, and like you're not worried about aging up, you know? Like, yeah. Oh, my back hurts now that I'm in well, my forties no, or whatever. It's just that parties are sort of. Uh, it, it's the, the thing, and I, I, you know, I don't think this. And maybe this is the case, um, and I hate to say, you know, like I, I can't say it about anybody else, but it's sort of like the stuff that I remember in terms of like holidays or birthdays that uh, that that like really stand out are generally the ones that went wrong. Of course. 
You know, rather than like, oh, this was such a great time, it, and I, I, I felt so celebrated, and I felt so good, and it was such a great turning of the page. It's the ones that didn't work out that I tend to remember. And I don't think that says a nice thing about me. I don't think that I don't well, think no, that's a very I, think... I don't know if that's a very healthy thing if that that I that I remember clearly. Nah. It's just you know? that's that's human nature. Look, bad news travels fast, bad birthdays stick around. Like, I mean, all right, there you go. It's it's just it's trauma. It's here's why. It's because your birthday and the party is supposed to be perfect. And like this is your day and you're you're kind of like for for that day you've got a force field of to protect you from all the bad shit because it's your whatever you want you get nothing can go wrong so when something does that's an affront to the whole birthday celebration so it makes it significant yeah yeah so 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 if stephanie douglas and scott whitehair had not slept through dana and i's wedding we wouldn't remember it because otherwise uh, otherwise our wedding was just like as about as perfect and fun and wonderful as it could have been Except that Scott and Stephanie slept, they just didn't show up to it. They didn't show up. Yeah, no, we that, that was the thing is we we ended up because you eloped in, in you eloped in Vegas. Yeah, yeah, we went to Vegas and we got uh, Joe and Stephanie, uh, a different Stephanie, um, tickets and they stayed with us at the Venetian or at the Palazzo. Yeah, and uh, and then and then we just told people this is what was going on. Well, right. at, at the time, Scott Whitehair and uh, Stephanie Douglas were dating. Mm-hmm. And so they flew out to Vegas to come to our wedding. Right. And so did Vanessa Harris. But Vanessa got a, a migraine and was throwing up, so she couldn't come. Uh. And Scott and Stephanie just overslept. So we waited for him for a little while and then finally said, fuck it, let's get married. Yeah. Yeah. And then they That's... and then they, and then they caught up with us, of course, and bought us dinner and you know, then it was a big yeah. uh, big to do. But but the, yeah, the, the, I mean that's that's like, why so, you would so, you would so totally forget that, your wedding. Yeah, yeah, it would be a totally forgettable experience if it was all just really good. But if there's yeah. a mistake or a uh-huh. problem that kind of breaks the fabric of the matrix, then we remember that one. That's is that exactly what we're saying? right. Yes, your memory is useless unless bad shit is happening to you. Wow, that is a sad, sad. The only tale. reason I remember my bar mitzvah is because my girlfriend at the time, Sarah Polcini, didn't show up. She didn't show up to the service. I remember being up there like. Reading from the Torah, there's my whole family and all my friends, and this is like my big moment to be a man or whatever. Sure. Well, not whatever. That's what they say. It's my big moment to be a man. Yeah. I, no, I understand and, what they say. I yeah. also understand that, you know, I can. There's there's plenty of horseshit to go around, and that's that's some pretty significant horseshit. That I know. When you're 13. You're a man. Well, because Are at the time, your life expectancy was, you know, to 17. Was like, so. Yeah, it was like to 17. That's true. 13, you were a man because, yeah, you were you were probably going to last old Old five, age six was right around the corner. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 20, 21, and you were like, what the fuck, old man river? Okay, I get it. Yeah. So, But Sarah, I, I looked out into the sea of people, and my girlfriend was not there. And I was furious. But I was a professional, and I performed my way through, and it was flawless. But And I... She missed it because apparently she was, oh my God, I'm going to sound like a dick as I say this and good for me. Uh, she was at the mall the day before, like buying a dress for the bar mitzvah or something. And some dude accosted her, like from a car, like was like, she was like waiting you, for her mom to pick her up. And you were mad at her because she didn't show up for your fucking bar mitzvah. Well, I, because I didn't know at the time that about that until later and I was still pissed about it. Yeah. You were, you were, then you were a yeah. fully formed Cancel man. Me. You Cancel were definitely me. a yep. fully formed man at that point because your misogyny and lack uh-huh. of empathy was yep. 
extraordinary even at that point. I did become a man of my bar mitzvah. Yeah, yeah. And all, all that we, I didn't have to read the Torah or study <laughs> the, the Torah. All I needed was for a woman to be assaulted so I could go, no, didn't happen. No, false. What, what about me? Fake what about news. me? Hurts me. You hurt me. <laughs> me, 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 me. Yeah, you were a full man. You were a full man at 13 then. That's, that's. <laughs> That's a hell of a right. discovery we just stumbled upon. Oh yeah, We're, you know this is the best. All right, uh, now here's another discovery, uh, and I, I wanted to talk about this because I think it's interesting. Um, and we talked, we talked. I think we talked a little bit about this last week, but uh, one of the things that uh, that has come out lately in some of the polls, um, like one of the things I thought was really kind of like what the fuck, mm. um, was that uh, the support. Um, this was a, a USA Today poll, but the support for Black Lives Matter, the organization, you know, the concept of the organization, because it's yep. not really an organization, it's a series of like 50 organizations, yeah. but yeah. Black Lives Matter, like, like the country, about 28% had a favorable, you know, they, they supported Black Lives Matter, right? Yep. After the death of George Floyd, the murder, mm -hmm. um, it went up to 58%. And now it's back down to 28%. Back down to 28, yeah. I was doing that too, yeah. And, and I thought that was kind of interesting, so I did a little bit more uh, jumping in. And uh, on March 6th to 8th, um, Politico um, came out with a this massive, I mean, this is a massive poll, right? I mean, mm -hmm. it is 300 pages long poll, which I, I can't say I've read all of it, but I, I looked at a lot of it. But one of the things I thought was interesting is that, that you know, as, as much as you and I talk about how, you know, most of the country is, is more centrist than either far left or far right. Yeah. Um, this supports that in almost every possible way. And one of the things I thought was really interesting, and this I thought was fascinating, because if there's any way that you can really trend with it, like, how woke are you? <laughs> You know, if right. you think if you think that transgender issues are at the forefront of the most important things, what's going on? Uh, can we pause? Yeah, I'll keep yeah, it yeah. rolling. Uh, yeah, just keep it rolling. Freak out. I'll be right back. Hang All on. right, I, I hear I hear the freak out. Good Lord. Jesus. No, no more, no more what? I don't know. She slammed the door at me. I have no fucking clue. <laughs> What what was going on? He, when he goes potty, he gets a Pez. I've got a Spider-Man Pez dispenser. So every time he takes a piss, he gets a, a little candy. Okay. I had it in my office so he wouldn't, like, find it. Like, I had it hidden in here. Uh-huh. But Katie was like, can you just, like, leave it in the bathroom so I don't have to come looking for it in the office? And I go, sure. I'll put it here. And I put it in the drawer. But she didn't remember that I told her that. So she's pissed because he's freaking out because he couldn't get his candy. Now he has his candy, and she was. I said, she goes, well, 
I said, I put it in the bathroom like you told me to. And she said, well, you didn't, it was in a drawer. You didn't communicate that. I said, I did when we were in there last time. I don't, and then whatever she said. And I said, one more or no more what? And then she slammed the door. And then she slammed the door in your face. Oh, boy. So, because it's hard, because Harry's being, he's exhausted and he's. Well, he's three. He's he's a pain in the ass. He can now start, and, and, and you're bribing him to take a piss. All I'm saying. You think about that. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, yeah, we don't like, bribe him to take a piss. To he do it successfully. when he does it. It's like a job. It's just, it's his job to piss in the toilet. And if he shits in the toilet, which he hasn't done yet, uh, he gets a, a match, like a Hot Wheel car, matchbox car. All right, there you go. You were absolutely training him to be uh, very capitalistic. Very capitalist. Yep. That's all right. There. All right, so anyways, I was saying, to me, you know, if... if if it, on the forefront of your progressive issues is the issues of transgender activism, mm-hmm. then that, that really kind of says you are the, the wokest of the woke. Because mm-hmm. in terms of like just sheer numbers, the only organization or group that have less actual stake, like less people that aren't transgender are like Oscar Mayer enthusiasts. That's about it. That's <laughs> the only group that is smaller than the transgender group. Did political groups. report that? No, but I'm just saying. But one of the things that, that, that this was one of the questions that they had was, uh, the question was whether or not you supported uh, a, uh, a, ban to, a position to ban transgender athletes from competing in women's sports. Now, I don't know if you followed all this stuff, but Joe, no. Rogan's, got a, Joe Rogan's got a big fucking boner about this. This is why it's probably news, because everybody listens to Joe Rogan. But... There is there is something to say is that what you what you're getting a lot of is like women's sports was set aside because dudes, even the laziest dudes, physically have more muscle mass and you know there's there there is a biological difference right between men biological men and biological women so they separated the sports so that women had an even playing field and could actually compete you know yeah. well what's happening is is you you're getting a lot of these uh, transgender women. Who are formerly dudes and formerly like athletes now becoming women and joining in women's sports and just kicking the living shit out of everybody. <laughs> I mean, it's like, you know, it's like dress up LeBron James and put him on a fucking WNBA and he's just gonna beat the living shit out of people for no good reason. So there is there is that that you know, that's that is an issue. I don't you know, I don't really care where you stand on it. It's like the issue is yeah. Should transgender women compete in women's sports? Should there be, you know, whatever? So there is that. That was one of the questions in this mm-hmm. Politico, and you can't accuse Politico of being like some right wing, right wing rag. No, nope. they're they're pretty leftist. I mean, actually, I'd say they're closer to mid. No, Politico's you very know? middle of the road. Yeah, you know, I mean, they're not. They're, they don't choose sides in a big, big way. They're trying not to be too partisan. But anyway, um, the the polling was: uh, do you do you do you support the position to ban transgender athletes from competing in women's sports? Now, what you would think is, and they've got it breaking down in every demographic. It's like men, 59% support a ban. Mm-hmm. Women, 46% support a ban, which is half of women. Mm-hmm. Republicans, of course, 74%. How, what percentage of Democrats do you think support a ban? 22. 40%. Wow. Right? Independents are 49%. Okay, so now how many baby boomers would you say support a ban on transgender 
uh, athletes competing in women's sports? 97%. 50%. Wow. Okay. <laughs> what about millennials? My numbers have been off. Let's just run with that. Uh, 13%. 56%. Support the ban? Yes. Okay. What about what about Gen Z? Now Gen Z is the that's that's the uh, we're, that's a you know, new that's a new one. That, that's the God hot damn one. it! We we're the we're the kids who you know think that you know we're the wokest bunch of fucking happy assholes that we can be, mm-hmm. and we think we yep. not. I mean we're we're self righteous cunts like every twenty year old is. However, there may be a little more so. So what percentage of Gen Z support a ban on transgender athletes competing in women's sports? Sixty-two percent, forty-three percent. Okay, you, you jumped. Yeah, but it, the thing about it is, what's yeah, amazing? But forty-three percent is an, that's it's that's a, an insane. That's almost number. half. Yeah. That's almost half. And so yeah. it, you know, it's like, uh, and and the it, you know, that was sort of like a very specific example that I pulled out of this uh, three hundred page poll. Because it was on page things, two, wasn't it? No, no, it was not on page two. It was like, <laughs> like page ah, one hundred and seventy-five or something. Yeah, but. Yeah. Uh, because I did look through the thing, because it's it, you know, like I said, and and what I'm noticing is that no, that any more than the country skews racist, it doesn't skew woke either. Well, I think the country skews racist because it's it's built it's racism in its DNA based on caste and and the capitalistic structure that we we've, we've created. But but yes, I I I 100% see what you're saying, and you've been saying this for a long time now. The, I know, the, but it's just interesting to see it actually play out in polls. It's yeah. just a very loud people. Yeah, very loud and strident. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I, I, I think that's like I said. I think it's 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 fascinating to me. You know, and, and, I mean, and look, we of, are a big country, full of uh, very different people, and the idea that we are majority. A dr- drastic majority, a supermajority, if we can use the political term. Use the political term. You know, one way or the other, it's it's insane. It's as insane to think that we are a right-wing country or a left-wing country, just as it's insane to think that there is no intelligent life elsewhere in the universe. Like, that's just impossible. Simplifying things. You make the comment that capitalism, it's all about capitalism. However, nobody can give me a... a Nobody can give me a better alternative, and I'm not saying I'm just. Hey man, I'm making a good living right now because of but capitalism. I'm saying, the so. thing is, the thing is, humanity by itself, and I've made this case before. Humanity, just as as uh, we are selfish, we, that's just what we are. We're yeah. self-centered, selfish, and we're and we're and we're com- competitive. Mm-hmm. That is the human condition that we are competitive, which means the only natural ism is capitalism. Now. Right. With that said, you know you've got a lot of uh, these uh, the, the the Gen Zs are really talking. You know they've got like T-shirts with Pol Pot on them and fucking this. There was the <laughs> communism. Communism was a very was a was a seventy year experiment in the Soviet Union, mm-hmm. um, and it was a miserable failure. I mean, like on levels that you can't even like miserable failure. Now, communism in China. Is kicking the shit out of us. Yeah. They've won the war, right? However, communism in China is communism from the top, but capitalism through the rest. Mm-hmm. You know, they figured out a way to to make it a hybrid. It's a controlled capitalism. Yeah. 
in the United States, the reason we're the dumbest bunch of fuckers I ever saw um, is we are a silly people uh, is because that we've allowed com- or capitalism to kind of run. There's no regulation to it. And those things that are regulated, we, what we do is as soon as we try to regulate that, they start throwing race and sex and uh, abortion and gun control and all this shit that doesn't really fucking matter so right. that we can ignore the bigger problems like, oh, wow, there's one out of five communities all across Amer- America that have food deserts. Yep. And that's actually a problem that's solvable and should be solved. But we're way too busy arguing about about fucking Donald Trump and yeah. gun control and all this other fucking bullshit well, it's that doesn't not, And ultimately... it's not that gun control doesn't matter. Gun control matters. Yeah, well, you know what? So but, does the fact that maybe I got an itch on my balls, but if I've got cancer in my fucking lungs, the itch on my balls doesn't really matter that much. Well, I think what and happens is... Gun control, is... when it comes to this country, there are so many issues that we could actually solve that affect far more people then do gun control, that why don't, let's let that one go and focus on building our bridges, which will, you know, like infrastructure and going with green infrastructure, let's go with uh, bolstering our educational system a little bit better. Instead, what we want to do is we want to fight about the red, the red meat issues of the other side with such vehemence that we ignore what we but, all have in common. But I don't think that... And I, I get what you're saying, that there is distraction, there's the shiny, jangly keys. Look at over here, look at over here. I don't think gun control is the issue. What the, what the bullshit is, is things like Pepe Le Pew and the fucking warning ahead of the Muppets show and yeah. uh, this the fucking insanity of Dr. Seuss that we talked about last week. Like, that's the kind of shit that gets in the way of feeding people and, yeah, you know, and building those bridges. I mean, I and just getting some better gun control and all the other stuff and, that and does a lot of it's, help people. A lot of it's kind of no duh. Are you? Wait yeah. a minute. Wait a minute. Hold on. Wait a minute. You mean the British monarchy <laughs> are kind of bigoted about black people? <laughs> I what? I know. Are you? What? Are you crazy? <laughs> who? Who would have thunk that? Another that was... one. Wait a minute. I just read this huge major expose about white rich people bogarting the vaccine. What? You what? mean rich white people are going to try to get the vaccine instead of poor communities? You mean rich white people are kind of shitty and self-interested? What? What the fuck? When did Why that happen? There? What? How could that not be the biggest news of the day? It's like, you know, I was, come it was on. funny because I was watching Trump the... lied? What? I know. Yeah, I was I was watching the Meghan Markle <coughs> Oprah interview. I've loved seeing the memes of like extremely rich people like bitching yeah. about how hard they. Hit. But look, man, it, it's it sounds like she got a bad rub. It sounds like what happened to her happened to Diana. Bad bad scene. Bad scene. But here's what I said to Katie: is I was like, I I'm having a hard time believing that she had that Meghan Markle had no idea how fucked up getting into the monarchy would be like she might have known all the details but come on well i I mean the thing is it's the same thing i mean that's that that's the same thing it's like it like she said in the interview and i didn't watch it i just read some excerpts but i guess one of the things she said is that for the first three dates she didn't even know who prince harry was she didn't know anything about the monarchy she worked in toronto that's where they filmed suits she that's had the told, fucking queen's yeah, face on, on her, her money. money. I know. Give me a fucking break. I know. That's what I told I Katie. Like, I was like, I, it just, I don't, like, I don't 
give a shit about the monarch. I don't follow it at all. You know, I mean, I, I see the stuff like when I'm at the grocery store and I like, like, I know just because it's, it's in your face. It's been in my face constantly. Right. Like, yeah. Here's how I found out that Princess Diana died. Like, here's how fucking out of touch I was. 1997, I'm a freshman in college. It's late at night. I'm drunk. I'm in the Vaughns at Tropicana and Maryland Parkway. Yeah. And I see Annette Finicello has MS. That's like on the Inquirer or some shit. And I said to the, uh, the checkout person, I was like, I just like exasperated. Oh, my God. Annette Finicello has MS? And the, the woman goes... You didn't know that? I said, no, I didn't know that she was. And you probably haven't heard about Princess Diana. I said, no, does she have MS too? Nice. And she goes, no, she's dead. And I said, from MS? <laughs> All right, Simeon cohort. Here's Don and David with the six things you should do for the week. My first thing this week. It's a read. The New York Times. Uh, it's called Josh Howley is not going anywhere. How did he get here? It's by Elena Plott and Danny Heck, and it basically just breaks down. Josh Hawley, if you're not familiar, is the uh, the son of a bitch senator from uh, the junior senator from Missouri who had his fist up um, to the crowds right before the Capitol insurrection on January 6th. And several times people have told me, like, you know, you look like him, and it's not true. He looks no. like me. I was born first. Fuck See, him. I don't. I actually don't think you look at all the same. But I understand why somebody might say that. Yeah, um, but it's it's in interesting article just to see like where he just where it like how do you how do you end up 41 years old or 40 years old however old he was with his fist up you know elected to a senator elected to the senate and with your fist up to insurrectionists like how do you get there and you read the story and i'm not going to give too much away but at the end you're kind of like well duh <laughs> it and is that's the it's whole duh thing. Okay, and so my first thing is something that is not a duh, um, and it is interesting, is I want you to go to politico.com, and I want you to look up the morning consult plus Politico. It's the national tracking poll, number 2010-332, cross-tabulation results. The thing about it is you're not going to read all 300 pages. It's a PDF. It's downloadable. You can download it. Um, it is it is really a fascinating snapshot of uh, where we're at as a country from, specifically from a polling source that I think is actually, like, Politico is is trustworthy. Yeah. is like, yeah. I, I buy that they're not skewing it for any reason. And so it's, I, I highly recommend, if you're it at all into that kind of wonky shit, yeah. uh, that's that's a good read. Yeah, awesome. Uh, my next thing is, is another read, and it's it's back the New York Times, because I'm so liberal. You are well. They're, they're they're ridiculous at some point. I still the thing about it is I still subscribe to the New York Times. I, it, it doesn't matter. Cause yeah, it's. I mean, you, I I prefer Washington Post over the Times, but I prefer the Guardian over all well, of them. See, I prefer the Guardian over Washington Post. I prefer New York Times over the Washington Post. The Washington Post is still stuck. Oh God, I, they're just a bit too libertarian for me. Yeah, I like it's a little more center, but yeah, I. I, I, I think I, that, I think it, there's yeah. there's too much like we're we're really conservatives but we're going to pretend like we're not kind of that's shit going on yeah. watching. Now granted you have the same opposite problem with the New York Times where it's like we're so woke. Yeah. But it's still a better paper in my opinion. Fair enough. There uh, you go. but but anyway, but stay with it. Um Yes. This is uh, it came out uh last week. It's titled, Why My Teenage Self Gave Woody Allen a Pass. 
I read that. Yeah. Yep. Um, it, uh, and it's basically, uh, it's all about Manhattan, which you and I have discussed. Like you can't watch of, that movie. That movie's got too much ooky. That, that, it, it, that just makes you feel like you're going to take a shower and scour with like, uh, yeah. Brillo pads and, and, and lactic acid. It's bad. And it, uh, what was funny is that like, I, I, I Googled it because I was like, Oh shit, what's the name of that? Cause I read it on my phone and I want it up here on the screen so I can read it. Well, I'm going to go back because I Googled New York Times Woody Allen Manhattan, and there is um, a 20, or the review, the screen, Woody Allen's Manhattan New York Times from April 25th, 1979. I want to go back and I want to see what they said at the they time that Manhattan oh, came they out. Lo- oh, oh, they I know. loved it. I know they, they did. Loved I mean, it. yeah. yeah. It's it, a f- the thing about it is if you can separate, if you can separate the the artist from the art Manhattan's actually a really good movie. It's shot well. It's re- the story is shit. The story, the story is the, shit. The story is a little pathetic. It's but, a little pathetic. But that's, but I a, think that that's what covered it up. It what covered up that weird story in part is because it looks gorgeous at and every the script, turn. The, and the script is act. That's the thing is the story might be bad, but the script is really good. Yeah, I mean, look, Woody Allen's got talent. Yeah, the guy can write. Yeah. My yeah. second thing, my second thing is an article in Quillette.com. It is called Leaving Portland. It is by, hold on, it is it is by Michael Totten. Um and 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 it's actually uh, a pretty even-handed. It, it's a little excuse a little libertarian in my opinion, but it is a pretty even-handed of somebody who used to love Portland, Oregon and now really hates Portland, Oregon and, and is leaving it. <laughs> You know, and it's, you know, it just, it was, it, it, for all the reasons that you would think somebody would leave Portland, Oregon in these days, um, uh, it's like, it's, it's a pretty interesting. That was my second thing. Is it because they can't get their, you got to read their it. It's, organically sourced coffee from pig feces? You got to read it because it's, it's there. I mean, like I said, they, they dig into some of the history <laughs> of the place, uh, yeah. in, in a way that I thought was pretty interesting. Um, they decided they were leaving Portland before the riots, before yeah. you know all that stuff. They'd already decided they were going to leave it because they wanted to go someplace cheaper, but they were really glad to get out of there because of it. And, th- and of course, he has some opinions about how that happened. But he was right there. He yeah. actually was like apparently his house, where he and his wife lived and his kids were like a block away from a lot of this mm-hmm. stuff. So he had a very interesting perspective. So I thought that was an interesting read. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. My next thing is um, it's lighter. Uh, it's a listen. The band called uh, Lake Street Dive uh, just came Lake out with a new album. Street Dive. Yep. A new album called Obviously, and it's really great. Um, this is a great band. They've been around for a while. I kind of forgot about them until this song. AJ Miller actually turned me on to, to them again. I was like, oh my God, I do know this band. They're great. Uh, the lead singer, who, his name I cannot remember, she's got one of the most incredibly soulful voices. Like, she, ah, she's killer. She's All just, right. she's fucking killer. So yeah, Lake Street Dive, and the album is called Obviously, or anything by Lake Street Dive. But yeah. All right. yeah. And then my third thing, thing is also lighter than uh, what we've talked about. It is uh, a documentary series on Showtime called The Comedy Store, and it is about uh, Mitzi Shore and, uh, and sort of like the history of The Comedy Store. And they go from, you know, Richard Pryor to Freddie Prinze to... Uh, Dice to Sam Kinison, and it's got interviews with some of the the most successful comics um, that kind of came up during that thing. Letterman's on there, mm-hmm. and Jim Carrey's on there, and and Damon Wayans, and I mean, 
you know, Jay Leno's on there. I mean, it, it it's 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 a really really loving. Uh, Michael Bender, uh, who was a comic at the time, and then mm-hmm. stopped doing comedy and directed Rain of Fire, uh, or Rain of something, Rain on Me, Rain on Me, the the nine eleven uh, movie geez. with Adam Sandler. What's uh, so? What's this director's angle? Um, he, you know, that he was basically he was. How does a he part skew of, it? Does he skew it as Jay Leno is funny because Jay Leno's not funny, and if he says Jay so Leno's much, funny, I can't no, watch it. He 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 doesn't so much say <laughs> that. What he says is, "We're all a bunch of comics. Let's talk about and reminisce yeah. about this experience and and why this place and this specifically this woman was such a powerful um, cultural influencer." Uh, you know, and that the comedy store at the time, you know, going from the Johnny Carson days, where that's where he got all his comics, yeah, was from the comedy store and the improv. It's like, and it's also pretty funny. There's a lot of really funny moments and some I, sad moments. And I feel like good. Mitzi is what Shauna Halpern wanted to be, but it's Shauna, exactly. but Shauna was too much of a dick. Yeah. Well, no, Mitzi. <laughs> to pull it Mitzi, off. Mitzi was a dick, but uh, but like in the right way, she was a well-loved dick. Yeah. You know, she was a likable dick. Well, she was a dick and didn't mind that she fucked all the comics. <laughs> she wasn't ashamed of it, and she didn't right. offer any apology, so she didn't try to hide it. You know, it's like she just—I mean—they tell some stories about how she just liked to fuck with them. The ones that weren't very good, she mm-hmm. just loved to fuck with them. You know, and God, that's great. You know, she was an asshole, but yeah. she was sort of like ran this place that brought Robin Williams into the world and yeah. you know this kind of thing it was like you know so it's it's kind of an amazing it's, she yeah, also I, and she also gave us Polly Shore there you go and she gave and us Polly and the Weasel and I get to say watching this you gotta appreciate him a little bit more than uh, I've always kind of like he was always annoying but like I appreciated what because he was so committed to yeah. being that guy being that and guy look, yeah son-in-law not a terrible movie not yeah, a terrible yeah, no, movie. Yeah, yeah. No, I, that, no we'll, 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 have that, we'll have that disagreement at another time. You can listen to the Literate Apecast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or any place you find your podcast, Jones. If you enjoy listening to Two White Guys Holding Court, review or share the show on your own platforms, or throw us a few bucks on Patreon. For more information about Literate Ape, go to literateape.com and check out the rest of our podcasts, all of our writing, and our events. Music on the Apecast is courtesy of Mike Vinopal and Local Motive. You can find them all over Chicago and online at locomotiveband.com.